Hello, everyone. This is Alan Bollier, president of ITR Economics. Happy to talk with you today about Russia, uh, a mighty country, world's largest by land mass, uh, certainly a very populous nation. We'll get into that in a little bit. I suppose the most important thing from an economist's point of view is the fact that the leading indicators are not looking really good. The uh, leading indicator for Russia as a whole is seeing 112 decline right now. The Purchasing Managers Index is struggling, but basically edging upward. I don't think that will last very long. I think we're going to find that as the global economy continues to cool in the second half of 2019, that Russia's economy is going to cool, unless it's driven by internal consumption. Uh, they do do a lot of their own uh, manufacture for their own consumption, their own purchasing, especially for the military. Uh, so that could be enough to keep the manufacturing PMI on, on a solid footing. But uh, for most of us that do business with Russia, we're going to find that it's uh, probably going to have an off year like the rest of the world. Let's talk about GDP for a minute. Uh, size of uh, their GDP is one and a half trillion dollars in, in U.S. dollars. Uh, that would rank them number 12 on the basis of GDP. On a purchasing power parity basis, they are number six. As most of you know, we prefer the GDP method, especially among nations with lots of trade. And Russia does do a lot of trade. If you're running where 12 puts you in the world, that puts you right behind South Korea and right ahead of Australia. So a sizable nation, one with economic might. Uh, if you want to rank it according to a state, if that helps you better understand the economy of Russia, they would be smaller than Texas and equal to the size of New York State. It's a large economy, but I'm trying to put it in perspective for you. For those of you that may be listening in Canada, uh, you would be ranked at number 10. So Canada is larger economically than Russia. All right. So when we look at the, what's going on there, and GDP is, of course, on everybody's mind. The uh, rate of change is in phase C. The 12-12 is at 4.8%. And going towards the zero line, the 3-12 is at 0.9%, also going towards the zero line. So the economy is cooling off. When we look at industrial production, which is a major component of their economy, obviously, uh, that's at 2.7%, 12-month growth rate, also in phase C with a 312 that is below that. There's obvious deceleration going in the industrial production trend, which is at a record high, but it is slowing, as I mentioned. When we look at construction on the non-residential side, it's below year-ago levels by 3.1%. Residential construction is below year-ago levels by 2.9%, and in phase D, which means it's going to continue to go down, go deeper. Uh, food is up, which is good. It's 5.8% above year-ago levels. Manufacturing is a incredibly healthy, 16.8% above year-ago levels, but in phase C, slowing down. Mining is slowing down. Retail sales uh, are an important component of the economy as it uh, uh, consumption uh, by consumers makes up 52.4% of the economy. So the fact that it's only 3% above year-ago levels is significant. The 12-12 is at 3%. The 3-12 is at 2.2% which as all ITR followers know, when a 312 is below the 1212, more downside business cycle pressure is to be expected. Also within the economy, we should be talking about oil. They are the world's second largest oil producer, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. And not sure if you know, but the United States is the largest, followed by Russia, followed by Saudi Arabia. So it's obviously a very important part of the economy. When we look at the military spend, it's also a very important part of their economy. By some measures, it's about 4% of GDP. By others, it's about 2.7%. It's hard to get a handle on that number because of what's included in some uh, presentations, what's not included as others do the computation. 
but it is a very important part of their economy. They spend a lot of money on R&D and, and uh, fundamentals. They are very capable on a conventional basis. They still have a nuclear arsenal. Um, and they are aware of the lesson of the Soviet Union. While they have a very large standing army of 900,000, they are well aware that the Soviet Union spending on defense, defense uh, drove them into the ground, uh, resulting in the Soviet Union's bankruptcy. Russia will not do that. They are slowly reducing the amount of spend as a percent of GDP while maintaining a, a uh, pretty modern uh, military stance. And they're not doing this with a lot of debt financing. Uh, the government debt is only 13.5% of GDP. Federal government debt is only 13.5%. As you know, in the United States, we're over, over 100%. So they're a low-debt nation. Uh, so they're doing well then on a, in terms of internal consumption. They produce most of their own military hardware. They export more than they import. They have a uh, trade balance with the rest of the world of $214.2 billion U.S. dollars. So they're healthy. They're looking good. What's not looking good is the people side of the equation. If I stopped there, everything would be just fine. But we have to go on. The number of people in Russia is, is large. as 143.9 million people. Uh, the World Factbook has it at 142 million. Why quibble? It makes them number eight or number nine in the world in terms of size of population. The largest, of course, China, followed by India, followed by the U.S., Right after Russia would come Japan. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people there. That's a lot of consumption. The problem is their fertility rates. Fertility rate in Russia is 1.61. You may remember that the magic number to maintain population growth is 2.1. So they're not able to maintain population growth and they're not attracting enough immigration. Therefore, their population shrinks a little every year. Not as much as Japan's does, but they have a shrinking population. That makes it harder eventually to find taxpayers, to find labor, uh, and for an economy to maintain its footing. Their fertility rate is about the same as Canada, which is at 1.6. In case you're curious, 1.61 in Russia makes it the smallest fertility rate uh, ratio uh, out of 179 nations. They would be in 179th, um, well down on the ladder. The United States is at 1.87, in case you're curious, which ranks us at number 132, also very low. Uh, we basically need more children. That lower amount of people, that lower fertility rate, that declining population will be a problem in future years. Uh, one would expect that there may be a sense of uh, political uh, upheaval coming sometime down the road as there are less people and an increased concentration of wealth among uh, government officials. We'll have to wait and see how that goes. Right now, I guess the bottom line is for you, if you want to do business in Russia in the oil field, uh, good idea. If you want to do business with Russia in food, great idea. If you want to do business with Russia in, in terms of consumer goods, in terms of uh, shipping uh, consumer goods to the rest of the world, I'd be very careful of that as you go forward. It'll be very company dependent, very product dependent. Overall, I would rate this as a pretty good risk. Have a good day and thank you very much.